Namaste. At the outset, let me tell you that we believe in the rights, freedom and respect of all human beings regardless of sexual orientation or gender. Gender bias and inequality are serious areas of study, but we think it should be studied in an indigenous context. So how does critical race theory make its way into gender studies? Gender studies of the West rejects the biological binary of male and female and instead says that gender is non-binary or even sometimes fluid. In other words, one can invoke the feminine in the morning and the masculine in the evening, thus being a female at dawn and a male at dusk. Gender, they say, is a social construct and the lived experience is the final verdict. And any rational objection to this debate is shut down. Subjectivity rules and objectivity is considered patriarchal. American conservatives call adults pushing LBGTQ ideas on children groomers. These are usually adults in positions of power with access to children, like teachers, physicians, coaches, and mentors. They say that children are being groomed into these ideas of gender fluidity by glamorizing these made-up categories, resulting in an unprecedented increase in body-mutilating gender transition surgeries. Many in India will be surprised to know that the problem of grooming is not just an American one. The Center for Studies in Gender and Sexuality at Ashoka University serves as India's pipeline to distribute these Western ideas of gender and sexuality into India. The natural consequence of this is the political indoctrination of young minds to normalize queerness and perhaps even glamorize sexual deviance. Ashoka's Center for Gender Studies and Sexuality is frantically importing the Western model for LBGTQ plus activism onto its campus. As part of classroom instruction, it is systematically projecting these ideologies through videos, study groups and seminars. In a conference on sex and education, Ashoka directly imported American ideas on the subject. For example, they featured research and action to discuss how to bring LBGTQ plus identities into the classroom for elementary school children who are usually between the ages of four and nine. This is in keeping with the attack on childhood innocence that we see so often in the West. Another seminar had a speaker suggesting that pornography should and can play a role in education to put pressure on heteronormativity. Let's watch. Um, to tie all of this together, yes, porn can play a role in education. Um, it should play a role in education. And that role perhaps would be to offer ourselves the space to acknowledge our own incoherencies messiness, impurities, violence, um, and the fantasy of a consolidated good self. And yet another expert at Ashoka's conference on sex, sexuality, and education asks the following question on sexuality. What kind of education will it be if it does not involve pushing the boundaries, risk, and experimentation? Ashoka routinely brings outside trans activists like Vikramaditya Sahai to brainwash its students into one way of thinking. But what is our own personal investment in heteronormativity? So one of the ways in which all of us, straight allies, queer people, non-queer people, undecided people, have to think about queerness 
is by thinking about our complicity in various kinds of oppressive structures, all right? Whether by celebrating our parents' anniversaries or getting married ourselves. Sahai is openly Hindu-phobic. This distinction between the good Hindu and the bad Hindu falls absolutely flat as soon as you start speaking to anybody except Hindu, right? So if you tell a Kashmiri man that you're a good Indian, he won't give a shit. Uh, if you tell a Dalit person that you're a good Hindu, he'll be like, yeah, right, I've heard that a thousand times. Not sufficient to say not in my name, as if there is something nice about being Hindu, as if there's something nice about being Indian, as if there's something nice about being a man. So you fundamentally have to undo these structures. So I don't, uh, as long as say you're a man, you exercise power over women. As long as you're Hindu, you exercise power over both Dalits, Muslims, Christians, etc. And as long as you're Indian, you exercise power over every territory you've occupied. Sahai says gender and marriage are violent in their very nature and need to be dismantled. I recognize gender to be deeply violent. My critique of marriage is that I do not find anything worth salvaging in the institution of marriage. There is a history of marriage where it has been oppressive. It is oppressive both within and by leaving people outside. We say, why dismantle? Why can't they coexist? He certainly has the right to dismantle it for himself, but has no right to impose his views on society, especially as an expert who has access to educating children. Vikramaditya Sahai was handpicked by the NCERT to give guidance to the teachers of India on how to handle gender and sexuality issues in the classroom. Such unbridled access to children's minds is what Ashoka and its activists have. One of Ashoka's founding members is Hashbina Zaveri, the managing director of NRB Bearings. With a noble intention to break barriers of privilege, in 2016, she helped Ashoka ink a deal with her alma mater, Wellesley College in Boston, in order to bring in curriculum ideas for gender studies into Ashoka. Here are some of Ashoka University's gender studies projects. Governing Intimacies is a five-year-long research project which is funded by the American nonprofit the Mellon Foundation. Various concepts like intimacy, sexuality, and queerness are framed in the context of caste and ethnicity. As expected, Hindu supremacist politics gets blamed for all the oppression. The law to ban triple talaq gets blamed as the BJPs and the Sangh's organized Islamophobia and anti-feminism, all this with the stated goal of building political solidarities among the victims of oppression. Hidden within the LBGTQ rights, Ashoka, it seems, wants to undermine the official foreign policy stance of the Indian government. For example, Ashoka's Gender Studies Department nurtures and promotes a Kashmiri research fellow by the name of Samreen Mushtaq, who writes about India's tyranny in Kashmir and promotes a secessionist propaganda. The Gender Studies Department at Ashoka, it seems, combines unrelated issues in a manner that seems cool and trendy in the mind of the youth. Bittu Karthik Kaveri Kondaya is a Harvard-educated trans activist who teaches biology at Ashoka. Bittu says, even though biologists the world over have not accepted the definitions on gender put forth by the social scientists, she says gender is indeed a social construct. Currently, uh, perhaps the overall question of gender itself, uh, because um, gender is uh, a social construct 
that derives legitimacy from association with a biological category, sex. Um, and there's a lot about, uh, you know, biological sex and uh, gender that, uh, you know, uh, uh, that sort of information out there in the biology world, uh, which is still not uh, familiar uh, to many biologists uh, because it's not part of our curricula, it's not part of, um, uh, it's very limited part of some medical curricula and even then uh, quite limited. Bittu says, some of us question even the entire power structure of gender and call for the annihilation of gender alongside the annihilation of caste and class. Bittu was also selected as an outside expert by the NCERT to train teachers and children on matters of gender and sexuality in the classroom.